Sunny Rose Podcast. So, today is our first day of video for the podcast. I'm super excited. Um, definitely was nervous, of course. You know what I mean? Like, oh my gosh. I'm definitely nervous, but excited at the same time. This right here is needed. Now, like you guys know, this is all grown folk conversations, right? So, no judgment zone. We are not here to um, make fun of any of that foolishness, you know what I mean? Just to have simple grown folk conversation about things that we observe, the experiences that we go through, and just everyday life. So, I pulled a couple of questions from the site in which you guys had questions on and just wanted to know how I deal with things. Oh my goodness, it can get crazy, right? So now the first one, it says, what's it like being a black woman for you? Ooh, wow. You guys really gonna hit me with this? Is the first question? Okay, right, I guess so. So what's it like for me as a black woman? It's dope as fuck, okay? Let's just start there. It's dope as fuck, but it wasn't always like that. We as black women didn't always feel that way about ourselves. And I'm going to be honest, after getting told no, after getting shut down because of the color of your skin, it builds some type of rage in you to where you like, you know what? I got to shut this shit down. I have to let people know who I really am what I stand for, what I'm about, just because you had an experience that wasn't right, doesn't mean that you get to categorize every single black person that you come in contact with. And as a woman, I got that so much. And the crazy part is, it wasn't even necessarily just from like my own culture. It wasn't just from black women. It was from like all races, right? And I'm like, damn. Why is it that we are just thrown away as if we have no purpose here? So let's not get it twisted. When I say being a black woman is dope as fuck, it wasn't always like that. And again, getting told no, getting let down after so many fucking tears and sorrow and headache and feeling abandoned, okay? After going through all of that, something inside you just, depending on what type of person you are, but something inside of you is like, you know what? Screw this. I'm dope. This is why I'm dope. And you get to naming things about yourself. And once you do that, it don't matter what anyone has to say because you already know what it is. So for me, being a, uh, being a black woman is dope as fuck because I allowed it to be dope as fuck. I enforced that it be that way and not allowing what anybody or anyone have to say. You know what I mean? Like, don't get it twisted. I'm from Inglewood, California, okay? Grew up in Inglewood on 104th and Darby, then moved to the bottoms, okay? Seeing people get shot when you get out of church on Sunday and ambulances escorting bodies out as you're trying to go into your apartment building. You know what I mean? Broken home, typical. Wasn't getting good grades in school, in high school and all that. Too busy trying to figure it out. Starting college after 
took a couple of classes and I didn't do that good. I was just doing something to be doing it. Um, after that, started working. And after I started working, I wasn't happy with it. So I tried to elevate, get another job, get a better paying job. And I kept getting shut down. I'm like, damn, what the hell? So I ended up opening up a boutique. First year, it didn't do so good, but then it became lit. Um, but then after that, some drama happened, typical jealousy shit or what have you. So I was done with that. I'm like, you know what? Uh-uh. This ain't it. And then I started seeing all these companies ordering from overseas and the quality wasn't good um, in certain countries. And I'm like, okay, well, that's not it. Screw it. Whatever. Uh, make a long story short. Ended up having my kids and getting married and finishing school last month in December. You know what I mean? With no support of my family. No family, no mama, daddy, aunts, uncle, whoever you want to name. And everybody is still alive and well. That's another <laughs> That's another episode. We'll get into all that juicy stuff as we go into it. But anyway, like I said, back to what the question was, which was what is it like being a black woman for me? That's what it's like being one for me. You have to create your own space, man. You gotta create your own space, but also stay in your lane and not worry about what everybody else is doing around you. Because nine times out of 10, is somebody that's trying to live with the Joneses and that's not even who they really are. So now you're following behind another facade. And next thing you know, everybody is just completely fucking lost. Okay? Let's just be honest. Um, so anyway, that's for that one. Let's get into another one. So how do you balance being a wife, a mom, and a business owner? Oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. Um, hmm. Now, how do I balance being a wife? We'll start with that. Being a wife is dope, man. It's dope, but it comes with a lot. A lot of um, sacrifice. A lot of compromising. Being able to communicate. Being able to own your own shit and admit to when you were wrong. And trust and believe I fucking sucked at it. Ask my husband. I'll have him um, on a couple of shows. But ask my husband. Oh, my God. I sucked at it. And what made it crazy is I knew what I wanted. Like, right? As girls and we growing up, we like, oh, we want a guy that's this and that. And we name all these things that we want, right? But then what happens? Oftentimes, we end up getting exactly what we want. But we have, we're not even ready for it smack us dead in the face we're not even ready for it well in my prayer it was i want a man that's tall i want a man that's a provider i want a man that is dark skin no offense to any others but i love brown skin dark skin i love black men that's just my thing okay um but i wanted a black man i wanted a man that had morals and ambition and had his own mind and it had his own bread and had a his own credit score and you know what i mean i wasn't into the flashy shit because that shit is material you feel me so i wasn't into that but i wanted a man that knew how to clean up nice and carry himself a certain way in the presence of me or when i'm not around um and then 
you know, in my first marriage, okay, that was kind of like a trial because the shit I learned in my current marriage, and it's not to shit on the previous, but being in this marriage, I have elevated. You feel me? And it's one thing to be a, your own boss coming into something, but when you deal with a man that can match you and that elevate you in ways that have nothing to do with material, what did Nipsey Hussle say? If you get the mind, everything else will follow, right? And that's what happened. But it wasn't like that for years. I was so fucking stubborn. Um, I was selfish. I was controlling. Um, I wasn't insecure, but God damn it, it seemed like it. So I'm going to say insecure because every woman is insecure about something. Honey, let me tell you. Um, insecure, it was just a whole bunch of shit. And all those things transpired simply because he really gave a fuck about me and sat me down and was like, listen, I don't like the way you moving when you do that. Listen, I don't like the way you handling that. Listen, you got to do better than that. You got to move this way. Or I'm not trying to tell you who you should associate yourself with, but you should pay a bit more attention to that one right there because it ain't looking too hot. And he was so fucking right about all of this. Even when it came down to him and I, he is an excellent communicator. Um, and it was so funny because in the beginning, I, I felt like I was the excellent communicator and he was more like, reserve you know what i mean not really letting nobody in um so i felt like i was the one the more of a communicator in the beginning but then as those walls started to come down with him and he began communicating way better than i did and now then i began to feel insecure because it's like damn he trying he teaching me something but that was the that was the childish woman in me at the time to think damn the way he trying to elevate me i'm really flipping it into it's being something else now don't get it twisted every man has their issues or they thing or you know what they're not really comfortable with their wives is doing and they supposed to right but when it comes to elevating and making me see things for what it really is and not me living in a fairy tale or me looking at shit for reality it hit different so balance and being a wife oh my god like we get into it oh we get into it because we we strong-minded you know what i mean but at the end of the day it's still respect that lies in between that our children are still going to bed comfortably at night not wondering what mom and dad is going on with them they sleeping and knowing oh they just got into a little thing but in two seconds we sitting here with martin on laughing like a motherfucker or turn 85 south show on and we turned up so it's not it's not a thing but it's a thing you feel me so i balance that because i respect who my husband is i love the fuck out of him um, I value what we have, the communication that we have, the friendship that we have, the bond that we have. We can cry together. We can laugh together. We can go tear some shit up together. Literally, whatever. So, you got to find somebody that you enjoy spending your time with and your life with. And that should make it so much easier. Especially only if you both are on the same page and what you guys are wanting. You know what I mean? So, 
that would be that for the balance as far as the um as far as my husband goes now as far as being a mom that's gonna require a little break <laughs> that's gonna require a little break so we're gonna take a quick break i'll be right back See what I just said? What? You just, we, one of these damn things was how do you balance being a mom and what happened? One of my kids just getting home from school had to make sure that they were okay, make sure they spray themselves down before they come into the house because this whole COVID shit, I don't have no time to play. But um, as far as being a mom, how do I balance being a mom? I love being a mom. I love, 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 love being a mom. Don't get it twisted. They get on my nerves like any other parent kids do, okay? But it's crazy because I'm, I know I'm not the only one. It's like, you're like, oh my God, I need a break from my kids, right? But then when you get that break, the whole time I'm with my husband, I'm like, dang, babe, I wonder what the kids is doing. Not the whole time, but throughout a few times throughout our trips or whatever we're doing. I'm like, hey, babe, I wonder what the kids are doing. He's like, girl, listen, it don't matter what them kids is doing. We leave, don't worry about them. And I'm like, okay, you're right, you're right. But it's just that natural feeling that you get as a mom. You know what I mean? You're supposed to have that. Whether your kid is eight, whether they're 18, whether they're 25, it is what it is. But I balance it very well. Uh, I'm big on taking my kids to school and being active in all the parent conferences and all the the information that they're giving out all the projects all the things that they may need parents to volunteer with with homework i do not play with homework and i'm i'm not gonna have my kids on not no time soon but you may hear their voice but you you won't you won't probably see them like that um but oh my goodness i do not play with homework at all i'm not giving you a pass at all you do your homework you do it right you will not be a kid that's going to school and your favorite color is three. It's not an option, okay? So homework is a big thing. They know that. They have chores. They have to keep their room clean, clean up around the house and whatever else that needs to be done because guess what? You're a child and you're not paying for anything. So this is the way that you're going to pay your way through. You have to teach them young. You can't allow them to grow up and be 17, 18, 19, and then you're trying to show them how to vacuum or clean or wash dishes or sort their clothes. No, no. So I am very structured, my husband and I, but at the same time, we're the dopest parents. We ride bikes, motorcycles, quads, go-karts. We tear shit up, camping, everything. We do everything. And half the time, the kids don't even know about it. We just be like, hey, everybody pack your bags. We put your bags by the door. We leaving in two hours. And they're like, wait, what? We leaving in two hours, okay? So it's a balance, but you got to... And, and two, don't get it twisted. Oh, my goodness. Having four kids and being the shortest one besides our youngest two, but being the shortest one in the house... I have to overly that what's that like a short man complex <laughs> short woman complex in this case because I have to literally sometimes overdo it with 
my aggression or how I approach things or how I handle things because everybody in this fucking house is bigger than me, okay? And I cannot, y'all, no. I cannot allow them to think that they can just do whatever because mom is only this tall and everybody else is all the way up here. Ugh. No. So I have to be overly just because when everybody, it's only two more people in the house that's not taller than me. So once those two, which are coming quick, get taller than me, I'm literally going to be the shortest person in the fucking house. And I don't need these kids thinking that just because they looking down that they won't be in trouble. Okay? So, um, and sometimes you have to do that. And honestly, listen to me. It's, it, it's working so far. I know, and I laugh at myself, you guys. Sometimes I think I'm crazy. It could be something simple. For example, um, you know, you have the drawers and stuff where you put your silverware and all that stuff. That you, and then you have your drawer where you put the bigger spoons, like when you're cooking, all that, all your spatulas, all that. So when my youngest son washes the dishes, he'll just put the spoons and forks in the drawers with the big spoons that you're cooking with. Now, mind you, the drawer that they're supposed to be in is three drawers two drawers away from that one you know when you grab a spoon or a fork or what have you you're getting it out of this drawer so if you know you're getting it out of this drawer why the hell you think you can put it over there and then here i am at goddamn all these stores buying forks and spoons and shit because i don't know where the hell it is and we don't have company like that because of this whole covid thing so it's really just the people that live here are in this house at all you know what i mean so it's like where the fuck is the goddamn spoons and shit at like what and what happened leave it to him i he, he now don't get it twisted he cleans the dishes very well but he don't put the shit where it's supposed to go so Half the time, you're looking for clean things that's in all the cabinets, okay? But at the same time, it's a balance. I know how to give each one of my kids the time that they need, that nurturing, that it might just be going in their room and sit on the bed while they playing a game or whatever. Whatever it is, I'm here for it. And given that, it goes back to balancing being a wife. Because I played my position so motherfucking well, when it comes to being a mom, as y'all moms are doing the same thing, um, it allows my husband to not be stressed, to not be worried when he's away at that time. And that makes the fucking house go together good. You know what I mean? It's just everybody respecting each other, everybody giving each other their own space, everybody cleaning up behind themselves so that way no one feels like they're cleaning up behind a lot of people. Um, so that's a plus too. And then how do I balance my businesses? Um, I balance them very well. Everything in my life has its own lane. My husband has a lane to himself. My children have their own lane together. One lane of my children, but in those little sections, we're going to break that one long lane down in the forest to where everybody is getting that individual love that they need. But ain't nobody better than nobody either because y'all all in the same lane. You feel me? Um, and then I have my own lane. People don't have their own lane. They always talk about staying in your lane, but then you forget about your lane. 
And it's normal. Being a wife, being a mom, being a sister, being an aunt, being a coworker, whatever it is in your life happening, it is a lot. But you need to create your own lane. You need to give yourself time. I don't give a damn what it is, whether it's having some wine, some coffee, a shot of Hennessy, rolling up you a blunt, or going outside, picking up leaves, and creating you a nest for your fire. I don't know. I don't even care more of the story. The point is that you allow yourself that time. And I went to therapy, and I loved it. Oh, my gosh. A lot of people think people go to therapy only if something wrong with them. Hell no. Nah. I went to therapy because it's a lot of people that I know but I cannot trust. And you can't just give your information to any and everyone because they are fucking around and turn it on you the next minute. So I, I wanted to go to somebody that was transparent that wasn't going to be on my side. It wasn't going to be on whomever side I was talking about. It was smear, just focusing on the conversation. Um, and I went to 26 sessions of that shit. And I'm thinking about doing it again. Um, even though I'm in a much better space, but I want to be able to learn how to really like enjoy the space that I'm in. Like I don't got no bullshit going on. I don't got no negative vibes. I don't got no fake motherfuckers around me. Um, I don't got nobody trying to do no funny shit. You know what I mean? And I'm loving it. I'm enjoying the space. I'm enjoying the air. Um, I'm being aware of what's going on in the world as far as this COVID and the pandemic and all these other things that's going on. I am aware of it, but I am not becoming it. And I'm not soaking in it. And as much as I love TV, even with reality shows, I had to fall back from it. Because after watching things that are in a negative vibe, you can't help but allow it to bleed over into your real life. Even if it's just a mustard seed. It's natural because then you begin to think, hmm, well, I wonder what they doing. Hmm, well, I wonder what he doing in his home. And it's like, girl, back up. So... I watch a lot of Discovery. Oh my God, I love like Animal Channels, Animal Planet. I love all that. That's where I'm on. I watch I watch my reality shows, but I give it no more than 30 minutes to an hour. And then that's it. I don't give a damn if it's getting good. I got to cut that shit off because I don't need it manifesting in my head. Some people can't, but I just, ugh, I want to keep my... I want to keep this shit pure and I don't I don't need no nobody else bullshit pouring over into my my lane. That's my lane and my lane requires peace to be comfortable to be in a mind space to where I can focus on my husband, focus on my children, focus on my businesses and give each thing its individual attention. Um so that's how I balance it. All right, what you saying? What? How do you heal from broken family problems? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. Hold on, y'all. Let me... Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Now, y'all know ain't nothing wrong with this shit. You know how when you get ready to get into something, you start fucking with shit because you're trying to get your mind together. 
So I'm literally trying to get my mind together. Ain't nothing wrong with nothing at this motherfucking table. It, it ain't even much on it for me to be fumbling with. But, uh, how do you heal from broken family problems? Oh my goodness. Sorry, y'all. I'm checking to see because I still got to make sure my other kids get here good. Um, how do you heal from broken family problems? That's what this say. That's exactly what this say. Wow. Let me tell you something. Um, how do you heal from broken family problems is a huge one. And this one right here, we could talk about for a second, but honey, I think I'm going to bookmark this one and leave it. This, this, this right here, this, how do you heal from a broken family? This shit right here need to be, uh, an episode on its own. Like it, it don't even really need to be in the mix of this shit because it can take a lot of time. Now, Healing from the healing from broken family problems, honestly, it, it's gonna take whatever you believe in. I am a firm believer in Jesus Christ. Okay, so I had to do a lot of praying. Okay, like I said, them 26 sessions of therapy, uh, my family was right on a part of that 26 that I had to heal from. Because they done did me all type of fucked up. But um, I had to go to therapy. My fucking husband, uh, if <laughs> if he was a therapist, like a, a professional therapist, I would literally owe my life to him. And I'm not bullshitting. I'm not gassing you up. I have cried so many fucking nights, so many days, so many months, so many years, so many fucking hours about my family. Um, as more recently, graduated from college December of 2021. This is January, the first week. So this was a couple of weeks ago. When I tell you not one family member showed up for me, not one. You remember how I told y'all in the beginning earlier that college, I mean, not college, but in high school, I wasn't really doing this, what I should have been doing as far as my grades. Uh, baby, I'm a whole wife out here. I'm a mother to four dope-ass kids. And I'm running several businesses. And yet, I still managed to graduate on the president's honors list. 4.0 fuck you talking about are you kidding me and not one fucking family member showed up they don't got gas uh I, I live too far man if i wasn't a lady i would put my middle finger up right now straight up because that's crazy this healing from a broken family has been such a journey and made me to be the strong person that I am today. But it has also, on a deeper side, it, it, being a part of that shit caused me to be, to feel insecure, to feel abandoned, to feel unappreciated, 
to feel less than, to feel like the fucking dirt on the bottom of somebody's shoe that been outside for three years, okay? And it was me. It was my immediate circle that showed me and told me and, and poured me with so much love and care to where it was like, nah, you dope as fuck. Are you kidding me? You got you got kids out here that steal from their parents, steal their parents' cars, go through their wallet, um, get go in and out of jail, and the parents having to put their fucking house up for sale. You got put do you got all type of shit. I have never called my family for nothing. For a pacifier, for a bottle of milk for my infant at that time, to drop me off somewhere. To help me on a bill, nothing. Okay? And you would think I have at least one motherfucker in here for me. Uh-uh. No. One thing that my therapist told me, she said, you have to begin your grieving process. And I'm like, listen, lady, how am I able to grieve? They're still alive and well. These motherfuckers is just not fucking with me. Grieve in in my mind. Sorry, you guys. All right, I got a few minutes and we're gonna cut it. But in my mind, I'm thinking like, damn, grieving is when a person passes away and you're grieving and you're getting all that out. And she's like, no, grieving meaning grieving while they're still alive. Grieving meaning you get it all out and you dismiss that shit and you close the closet on their ass. And you go on with your life. You cry and scream and get all of that hurt and that pain and everything that they did to you. You fucking scream. You cry. You shout. You kick. You do it. You do whatever. But don't harm no person. That's not, you know what I mean? But you do that. And I had to fucking grieve these people that are all still alive and well with vehicles, with income. Not hand, not 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 um, bedridden, not even in a wheelchair, and ain't nothing wrong with neither one of them. They didn't watch the link that I sent them. Never asked no questions about it, no pictures, no nothing. This is still happening in my life right this very second, but I'm not allowing they bullshit to bleed on me any longer, and. I'm doing my own thing. And it ain't no love lost. I still love all of them. I still wish them all well. But I got to bag back until how I'm able to, what I'm doing is being reciprocated to me. Because I deserve that shit. So balancing or, or, or how do you heal from a broken family? It is literally a process. It is literally going to take time. But you have to surround yourself with people that truly give a fuck about you. And you have to do a lot of self, a lot of self, because you ain't going to get that shit from the people you feel like you should get it from. You got to do a lot of self. And if you run across some people that are good to you, that are solid, that you can trust, that is loyal to you, you fucking die being a part of their life. Because there are not a lot of people out here that you can trust 
and tell your fucking business to and that's going to be proud of you and that's going to support you and it don't mean buying nothing it could be way to go girl you did that but on a call though don't text me congratulations if you got my fucking number you ain't even give no efforts into that i hate when people do that texting me in and facebooking all that shit and you got my number why you can't call and say you proud you know what i mean uh-uh because trust and believe if i see something that you're doing girl please i'm not even on text i'm on the phone hello girl when we going out celebrate come by the house let's pop a bottle let's Bring the kids. Let's have a play date and turn it into a mom date and let them run around and we run around over here in the same facility, whatever. So this right here, I'm going to set that aside. That's another thing for itself, but it's a daily process with that. Daily process. Now, you guys, I think I'm going to go ahead and bookmark this because i know you guys are going to want to feed off this some more this one was the how do you heal from a broken family my last my last question that i got from you guys so we're gonna we're gonna follow up with that um but do you ever feel like you don't fit in with the world that goes with this okay that's connected with healing and brokenness and and bouncing the fuck back um I got home. I'm on. I'm on mommy duty. You know what I mean. So this is some good old Kool Aid, some good cherry and orange and lemonade Kool Aid. Okay, try that three blend together. Um, but I'm gonna pick up on the wine and all that once I get done with homework and making sure chores and shit is done. Like I'm. Uh, this is everyday life shit. This ain't no old professional. Oh my kids are just. Oh no. This is real life shit. And that's what people need to see. Like, ain't nothing wrong with posting a video of you out in this freaking country with clear water. Oh, yes, I love that. But I, I miss seeing the good, authentic, just conversations and not being scripted and not trying to be so professional. Just keep that shit 100 and be yourself, love yourself, boss up. If you here, I'm going to need you to go here just on the strength. It's a whole new year. You get a whole new opportunity. You get all new chances. Every day should be a green light. I don't care what's going on. You guys, I'm going to do this podcast shit every Thursday. We're going to be right here at the Marilyn Rose Podcast where we sit up here. We have grown folk conversation, grown folk business, ain't nothing off topic. You see, we done talked about how do I balance being a black woman? How do I balance being a wife, a mom, and a business owner? How do you heal from broken families? So as you can see, we talking about everything. And I ain't even gonna make it seem like, oh, you guys, well, I'm getting ready to go out with the girls and shop. No, that is not my life today. Today is Thursday. I have children. I have to tend to them and play my position and be a mother and help them with their homework so that way when they go out in the world, they won't get taken advantage of. They'll know right from wrong. They'll have integrity. They'll know what structure is, how you have to work hard, that you can't go out and steal it and do whatever else that's some fuck shit. You need to earn it. You need to be a stand-up man or a stand-up woman as far as my daughter is concerned. And that's it. So next Thursday, 
be here. We talking shit, grown folk business here on the Marilyn Rose podcast. Why? Because you've grown as fuck. Bye.